0: Hoodie Talk family, it's your boy Mally J here. I'm here with Pastor Devin Johnson in the building. I'm so excited for this interview. Yeah, man. Pastor Dev, how you feeling, man? I'm
1: feeling excellent, man. I'm glad to be in the house with you. I've been waiting all week and all month to get here. I'm excited.
0: Man, this is about to be a very powerful episode, guys. I mean, you, you don't even understand. <laughs> the, this guy has blessed my life. I remember years ago, it was on an Easter Sunday, and he told me, he called me up at the end of service. Me and Kai went. Uh-huh. And uh, we weren't going to go to church that Sunday either. He, he called me up. Everybody's crying. and I mean, he did a just laying everybody out. He says, Mally, come here. I said, oh, crap. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, crap, it's my turn. <laughs> he told me two words. He said, in these next seasons, you're going to need prayer and the blood of Jesus. Amen. Jesus. And literally since that day. I've had the blood, of, saying the words, the blood of Jesus, has saved my, I mean, any situation you could think of, the blood of Jesus would go right in my head, and mm. oh, I'm good, man. Amen. Amen. So, man, this dude has impacted so many people. He has a crazy, crazy story. We call each other, you know, it's, it's nice, because we call each other like every six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't talk that often, but when we do... Oh, we're on that phone for like three hours and it it's just bouncing back and forth, back and forth. So here's a snippet of uh you know our, our six-month conversation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so the thing is too, Mally, is that me you and, and I, we're both next generation ministers. We're mm. next generation. We and the thing is that, you know, I seen you transition. So my thing for you was only, you know, I only gave you the word of God, but personally as a brother, mm. as a mentor, as a friend, as somebody who may influence you, I knew that you was going to come out of that stage as being a kid
0: mm. and just
1: being a kid in church who was anointed. You were different than all the kids in church. You were you were ready. You didn't mm. do the Sunday school like everybody else, but I knew that you was going to become a man. Mm. <laughs> and after God gave me that word, my job was to intercede for you, mm. whether or not you was in our church, whether or not you was in our ministry, because I knew it, but I actually... Watching you go through what you have went through the last three years, I'm happy you went through it, yeah. right? Because you going through it is going to develop, is developing you, is developing mm. you because you're in the middle of the process, is developing you into who God created you to become when you was that little kid. Wow! And we ignored you. It's oh, he's cute. <laughs> he knows his word. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's he, but he's different than all the other kids because he's so in depth with his word, which mm-hmm. is rare. Um, but this has to be a testimony mm. with that word. Mm. glory to God and you are putting the pieces to your testimony together one by one, one by one because it, it has to be a testimony. And so the tests go ahead are pushing you. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. glad and and not a lot of preachers won't say this, but I'm glad to see what you've went through. What you've gone through, what you've overcome, what you may battle now, which we all have a struggle, right? Mm. We all have a right now struggle. So what you battle now and what I'm battling now, because later on, it's going to produce this man who's going to touch the nations. And it's just starting with this podcast. It mm. already started, you know, mm. but um, I just want to tell the world, um, <laughs> don't overlook this dude, man, <laughs> yeah. because he's been overlooked. You know, we he was a cute little church kid. Now, you know, then he went to, to doing the keyboard more and more, yeah, and then yeah. he's just a musician. But y'all don't even know. It's so much more than that. And just this podcast is so much more than that. And I think that that's really where we all are. If people could get that Malachi, that is so much more than just mm. um, the religious form of things in the church. Way more. But it's, it's that, that depth. And a lot mm. of people, watch this, a lot of people die when they get into the deeper depth. Go ahead. They die there because they say, oh, you know, the image was I'm supposed to carry my Bible, dress nice, and be there on Sunday, struggling on Wednesday night. Nah, the real testimony, the real Christ being the hope of glory being brought out in you is Mm. when you go through all hell, when you slip and fall, when you go through things, um, you know, to the folks out there who are in situations right now that you said, I never thought I'd be battling or struggling this. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. because there's a lot of us that's, you know, we're in this place where we never thought I'd be up against this battle. I never thought I would uh, have a a failed marriage or Mm. be struggling with alcohol or struggling with this. But guess what? You're struggling and God still loves you. And that struggle, uh, no matter what we would tell you, it's all part of the plan uh, to get you purified to who you're going to become. So go ahead and go through it. Go ahead and take your fall, slip, Mm. fall, fall on your face, cry, repent, get up again and do it and rinse and repeat all over again. <laughs> and because once you do, because you will come out of it, mm. once you come out of it, whether you grow out of it or you get delivered out of it from some Holy Ghost move or just prayer, mm. or you just get tired of it. You will come out. When you come out, it's gonna you're gonna be pure as gold. Man, That's I, for all of
0: us. I'm gonna call this episode the battle because um <laughs> <laughs> we man, he, he's right. He's he's known me for a long see, here's the catch. He's known me physically my almost my whole entire life. But spiritually, this man has known me for decades. Mm, that'll go over somebody's head, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like he's seen me before I was me. So every season that I'm in, like he literally catches me in in every single battle. We we've had conversations down in, in his shop, and, man, and we were both at our at our lowest. Uh, do you want? Yeah. we We could talk about that. Yeah. We were both at our. <laughs> let me tell you something. Yeah, man. I never thought the day a pastor would call me. To speak into their life mm-hmm. in their hell, while I'm in my hell. I've never seen that day come. You know, most pastors they try to fake it, and you know, oh, your God's gonna get you out of it. But at the same time, behind closed doors, they doing dirty. Doing but dirty. man, this this man had he had stepped down for a couple years, and he called. I was one of the first preachers he called, mm-hmm. and, and ever since that day in, in that garage, I realized like, yo, this dude is a life partner. He's my mentor. He's everything. So, so, Pastor, take take us through your story, man, because you got. Oh man! Start uh, from the top to the bottom. The
1: top to the bottom. Well, um, first of all, what a lot of people understand, yeah. What a lot of people understand is that for all of us, things don't always start off bad. Mm. Um. So, like my upbringing wasn't all bad. It was actually real good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was raised, you know, like most of us, grandma's house. Uh, my grandma, and my granddaddy, um, and we just had a tight knit family that was just, it, it was like m- many of our families was close, mm-hmm. always together, tight, every holiday together. I mean, everything, beautiful. But then my grandmother passed. Mm. Um, and then after my grandmother passed, my aunt passed. Um, my aunt Cena, Duncan, um, she passed. And those were the two glue, two glue sticks of the family. They were the patriarchs. They mm-hmm. ran the family. You know what I mean? My grandfather. But they, them two, and they were the ones that, to me, from what I know, were the most spiritual also. yeah. Um, and the family died. It fell apart. Everybody went their own way. And it was, wasn't like bad. Everybody went into survival mode. Mm. I understand it now. For years, I didn't understand it. I bashed. I was bitter towards everybody because uh, I was the baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were raised, my uncles and I, like your own. You, you're just mad. you mad at his family. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> but, you got know, they, nation. if you don't know, these cats look, they're all like brothers. We were just saying this before the podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. And so they all look like brothers, the cousins, the everybody. You just don't know who's who because no who. they all, and they're all closely their genes. <laughs> so, you know, I was raised almost like the baby brother, but I was the nephew. Mm. So I was the baby. So I got to kind of sit next to my grandmother and watch everything happened but then I had to watch it on my own. Um and that threw me into the street. It just it mm. threw me there. The bitterness, not knowing everybody went into survival mode, but I was left there. Oh wow. I was left there to figure it out. Mm. Nobody had you know, nobody could really tell me that because everybody was in survival mode. The grief destroyed the family wow. bond. Um, and so I went into survival mode, but my survival mode led me out. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, growing up on the, at, at the park, I'm, I'm a Rose City. Like when people Rose say City. Rose City... I lived on every side of Rose City, so oh, wow. I can't even just say I'm a mopsick dude, because <laughs> I didn't did Oakwood, no, I oh, yeah. did did Mopsick, Laura Hill, East Main Street, Raw wow. Street, and then where I didn't live, I had spots that I hustled at.
0: So were you around <laughs> when um I was my aunt was telling me the other day on by the West Side Bridge, you know the mm-hmm. bridges right here? Yeah. They said there were actual houses there.
1: Yeah. So that was a little bit before me. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That I was, that was the real okay. West Side community. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She yeah. was telling me like from police station. Every, and all everybody's that. grandma yeah. was right there. Yeah. Every. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's bef- that's before my time. Okay, so okay. I'm after. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. I'm I'm after that. I'm the sportsman, I'm the, the King Center. Okay What's, what was oh, okay. left of it? You know yeah, what I'm saying? What was left of it? it was like we back. were the remnants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were the remnants. So I was that I was I was when Mopsick was built. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Um so and I mean the Mopsick apartments, but you know, so I am like, I always consider myself, I'm a road city dude because I've been mm. Greenville. I, and like I said, where I didn't hustle, I had spots. Where yeah. I didn't hustle, I, I put in work. You know what mm. I mean? And so anyhow, on that note, leading my life there, uh, putting in work, in the game, for long story short, um, you know, and then it got worse because I, the, the game, see the game for me, Malachi, was different than a lot of other people. Mm. And, and I credited my difference to my mom. And here's what I say this. When my mom knew because my mom was still in grief when my grandmother passed and yeah. and we didn't really live with my mom i didn't you know and when i moved over there that's old mob sick you understand mm-hmm. we were surviving so when my mom found out i was selling my little dime bags of smoke <laughs> she pulled me in mm. right right shout out to one of my man's moms i love you but you told on me <laughs> and she pulled me in and she said listen i know you out there selling reefer Mm. realest thing, I will never forget this. this lady can tell me anything, she's told me some sweet things and has blessed me, but the realest thing she ever said was this day uh, I know you out there selling reefer, I can't stop you, I'm trying to do the best I can here's the deal, mm-hmm. don't be out there telling mm. you are gonna get locked up, don't mm. be telling don't run when, you're, when y'all out there fighting, cause if you out there this is what's gonna happen, mm. don't be no punk don't let nobody take nothing from you mm. if you go down, you go down Because it's going to happen if you stay in this. Yeah. All of that happened. I I never opened my mouth. I rolled to the death. You understand? Yeah. All of it happened. But that came from my mother being a single mom. That's all she had for me. I ain't even going to try to limit. And and believe it or not, after a while, we we was getting so much money. She needed that paper. Oh. (laughs) She needed that paper. And so, but it was a lot of pain in it. It was a lot of pain, Mm. you know, through her being real. It was just a lot of pain because that wasn't the family dynamic. And then you go on, fast forward, because I could be all day with this. Yeah. you know, I'm in it, I'm in it to win it. Uh, it's good times, bad times, guns is busting. I get shot, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I got talk. shot twice. Talk about it. So, I got shot downtown, you know. So, again, you know, all my Rose City cats, um, I tell people all the time, you know, it's different for me when I hear cats saying mops go Rose City because I, I left blood on these streets, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a lot of blood. I, wow. I, 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 the violence, you know, I won battles and I lost a lot. Wow, you know, wow. I lost all my front teeth. Beefing wow. with Groton, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, you, you talk cool. about all this is fake, you know, <laughs> metal plates, everything. Wow. Um, stabbed. So I got shot downtown. Uh, New London Knowledge Beef, you mm-hmm. know, somebody came in from New London, you know. It was yeah. it was a it was a personal thing too. Yeah. But you know, it's knowledge cats, knowledge cats, and we not gonna do that, not mm. when I'm around, you yeah. know. And I was on that Hennessy, yeah. I was on that oh, Tupac, yeah. <laughs> I was on that Hennessy, I was sentenced, so I was uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had to give them people like nine months and I already oh. knew it. And mm. I, was, I was fine with it, but I was balling out of control, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was handied up, and so I, you know, opened up my mouth, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I stood up for, for the city, you mm. know, to me. You know, I stood up for the city. And, and I didn't, I was a dude that was from knowledge that could always go to London. I had oh. You know, Rick yeah, being yeah. a Gomez, and my brother being cool with everybody. So I could go to New London, mm-hmm. but it was one of those times where you're just not going to come just do that do and disrespect us, yeah. you know what I mean? And um, But he was there for me anyhow, mm-hmm. so... I had a hit out on me. Um shout out to those dudes that paid thirty five hundred for my head. I think I'm worth more than thirty five hundred no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's no price. Uh, it, yeah, so you know, but that again that shows how deep we were. Wow. 3500 and um and uh, my man he came in and, and he clapped me. Um mm. and I challenged him. He was you know, he fronted, but I, I challenged him. I didn't think he was gonna go and let it go and he let it go. Uh one bullet um was not even was less than an inch. It was I forget what they told my mom. Um, from my my spine and my lower back. Shot me in the lower back of the spine, next to the spine. Blew out my stomach. Uh, Shot me in the left side of my chest. Didn't hit the heart. And uh, they told my mom I wasn't going to make it. And uh, if I made it, that I would be a paraplegic. Hmm. Um, In there, and here's where God, God God has always been in there, but here's where the Lord really sets in. There was a a lady who was there um, in ICU with her son. And this is now, this is the time where they're clearing the land and, and Walmart is being built up. And um, this woman comes in and uh, she's there. Her son had gotten his license. He was in a bad car accident and he was basically torn apart, wow. torn in half. And they were trying to save his life. But she was a believer, wow. her and her husband. Yeah. And she prayed and she would touch the glass in the ICU and pray every day. Wow. And she kept giving my mom all these prophecies about my life um and again they're telling me i'm not telling my mom I'm not gonna make it i'm tubed up life support everything mm-hmm. right there back is and um i lived. the oh lord God. woke me up um huh. i didn't never see no light no tunnel or nothing lights out and the okay. lord opened those eyes back open um and uh that lady's prayers her church's prayers some church i think they was in not in all, but somewhere, some church, you know, um, you know, a, a Caucasian sister, yeah. Uh, and and man, they interceded on my behalf, man, and wow. um, plenty others, but they were there at mm. the hospital, interceding on my behalf, encouraging my mom, giving prophetic words over my life, and the Lord brought me out of it, right out of that. I go to, uh, and I'm fast forwarding the healing process, learning how to walk again, learning how to hold a fork, right, all of that stuff, learning mm. all of that stuff again. Um, I had to learn all that again. Soon as the authorities contacted my doctor and knew that I was stable and everything, they locked me right up. So huh. now I'm in the joint in a wheelchair, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm in the joint in the wheelchair, oh, they didn't crippled care. with a whole bunch of beef.
0: They didn't care.
1: I mean, a ho- they did not care, a whole bunch of beef too. And uh, they got me in the handicap cell, um, and mind you, this is actually my first ride to adult prison. Other than that, I've been in juvie, in and out of juvie, Long Lane. For those who remember Long Lane, in and out of Hartford detention, Norwich, I mean New Haven, Bridgeport, but never as an adult. So now I'm in Corrigan, uh, in a wheelchair, rolling in and out the cell, man. Mm. And um, you know, I was, I was, I was, you know, scared. I had, to, <laughs> I ain't had no, no protection. I, I was gonna have mm. to fight it out from there. And i never forget Malachi. I seen this dude, Spanish dude. There was something about him. To me, it was his gangster. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was his gangster. And I just, like, yo, this dude, man, solid. He would mm-hmm. stand by himself. He wouldn't really talk to nobody. You know, I, you know, I see him. And, and so I just saw, you know, I loved gangsters at that time, anyhow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I was just drawn to this dude, man, and you know, and you know growing up, you think that's some funny stuff, you know, yeah. and, and you in jail, so yeah. and back in those days, for y'all, don't be offended, but we say gay, mm-hmm. it wasn't as offensive and all that now, so I was like, man, I didn't want to be on no gay stuff, no yeah. no, none of that in jail, you know you know uh, at ninety about ninety 98, and um and I finally spoke to the dude, yeah. you know what I mean? I spoke to him, and he was like, I was like, man, you know, where you from? You know, I was on some street stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, my brother don't talk to me like that. Oh, wow. And dude chopped up big. He about 6'2", 6'3", oh, Puerto wow. Rican cat. Scars all on his face. And I'm like, man. So then we lock up, and I had another dude in his cell, Jamaican dude, long dreadlock. He had been shot by his brother-in-law seven times. Me and him used to sit in the wheelchairs and build, and he used to tell me, you blessed, you bless. So the, anyhow, long story short, and, and when they locked me up in the Bible, in the, in, the, in the cell, it was only a Bible there. And I used to read it, read mm-hmm. it, read it, read it, right? So the Spanish dude comes over, he's like, yo, I didn't want to seem like I didn't come off disrespectful. Mm-hmm. He was like, but I'm I'm not like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I would like to talk to you about the Lord. Mm. <laughs> not even knowing. <laughs> not even knowing, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 this dude, man, who uh, God bless this dude, Miguel, he came to visit his sister from PR, he was a boxer, he was about to be like pro, and he found out her boyfriend was beating her, and he beat him to death, and he wow. never made it back, he had ended up doing 20 certain years. Wow. And this dude learned how to read and speak English from the Lord, and this wow. is the dude who introduces me to the Bible. Wow. <laughs> yeah Whoa. he introduces me to the word man and that's how it all started and that's that that was the start outside of my upbringing in Evans as a kid you know you know we went to Evans as a kid um so you know outside of that so I believe that when the word says you train up in the child in the way they should yeah. go and they will not depart from it that oh, seed yeah. that my aunt and them planted. It was there. It was there. It was there and God connected it, and in Miguel, and then I was in the cell with a hell's angel that buried three men alive because they after that they charged me while I was in prison for what I was sentenced for, uh, for pimping and all of that. That's mm-hmm. really what I was mm-hmm. sentenced wow. for. Um, they came and charged me with murder. So wow. while in prison, they took me out, Channel Eight downtown, everybody downtown, <sighs> you know, and locked me up for murder. You know what I'm saying? Got you, man. That yeah. that that that's.
0: <laughs> Guys, that's only the beginning of his battles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. even
1: we ain't even get to the to
0: the to his building of the church, man.
1: Right now. Oh, sh- you not you even. see the stronger oh, than cancer man. shirt. You oh know what I mean? Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> man. we
0: we we definitely about to we definitely about to chop into that.
1: We're gonna need a part two, y'all. Yo. yo, so so
0: here's what we're gonna do. Let, let's talk about your battles and how you got out of them. Mm. Let's start with this one. Talk about um your battles as a man. Because we've had some serious conversations Mm -hmm. about this, guys. And when I tell you this dude has grown my manhood in a way that no other man can. Let me tell you something. I've known preachers for like 10 years. And I could never tell them, never could tell them my deepest, darkest secrets and not be looked at differently. And I mean that. I mean some of your top preachers in this, this side of the Rose City. I couldn't tell them nothing from the porn to the girls to, right. to hanging out with the boys to smoking. I couldn't say nothing because I already knew I was going to be looked at. I was going to be looked at like a wet dog mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting on the front pew. It happened to me not too long ago. Mm-hmm. and and But when I tell you this guy opened up to me about manhood, oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm just going to let him just go off on the battle of manhood.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, manhood is, is um, it's an everlasting battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so... Before I go that further, I'll just throw this in there about manhood because I was imparted into a, by a lot of men in my life, mm-hmm. men who, excuse me, were instrumental in my life. My granddad, I had great uncles, these are mm-hmm. men who worked, you know, all of that. But being saved and fast forwarding, um, when I was locked up, it was an older brother who was there, he was finishing up a 30-year sentence. And um, I was just on fire for God in mm. in jail, man. Just, I mean, on fire, joy out of the out of control, <laughs> facing 120 years, and I just had joy, man. Mm. Um, the Lord just really just was doing it for me, and I was hungry. Mm. Um and this brother, he was from New York, older brother, man, I'll never forget him. And um, we were talking, and he said, Son, you're gonna be battling your flesh till you die. Mm. You and I was so um young on fire yeah. and religious, mm. it took years for that thing to set in. I mean, years. I mean, I was wow. in ministry when it finally set in. He was like, you're going to be battling. He said, and this is what he told me, it was a gem. He said, i never forget, we was going to commissary and he said, because every time you get over something and every time you get closer to God and his light shines, you're going to see more about yourself that you need to get rid of. Yeah, He said, mm. I've been walking this walk in prison long, mm. 20 something years in prison long. I've been walking this walk and still been battling with the flesh. Hmm. Now, mind you, I'm up against a life sentence, and he's like, "You're going back into the world just like I am." Mm-hmm. Right? That was prophecy because mm. that wasn't the, that uh-huh. was we weren't even close to going back. A matter of fact, sentence. they was telling me to get set up to be there forever. Wow. Um, so you know, he's like, "You're going back out to the world, and we gotta in here. We're only limited to the porn mags, the you know mm-hmm, what I mean, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. in jail at beef and all of that." But. When you go back out, you're gonna find, and this is a lifetime battle. But for me, my biggest battle and exploration to manhood and God mm-hmm. was through sex, fornication, mm-hmm, dealing with women. Was my biggest struggle, which me and you have talked about. I talk about to all the young brothers. Um, I make it now. I make it a point. Um, but one of the things is, is that listen, <clears throat> we're in the in the in the preaching of the Bible. Let me say it like that, and definitely when it comes to manhood. We that so what you saying that about me and your connection about our our talks? Yeah, is because we're telling we're we're giving the Bible. Do not do this. Do not do that. Do not do this. But you're up against a physical body that yeah. you live in, that you externally you see all of this stuff that's good, gratifying yeah. to the flesh.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you're saved, but your friends were experiencing this oh, yeah. fun, and then you go back to your bland Bible. You know what I mean? Life, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? Because you went through it just oh, yeah. like I did. That in itself is a struggle, mm, right? Mm. And then you start to find out, you know, and 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 then you, uh, however it starts for each individual, man or woman, mm-hmm. porn, because most of us are ex- exposed to that early before we're saved, yep. but everybody gets their little bit of whatever it is. Thank, you know, God bless those who didn't. Mm-hmm. And then sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There are people who, you know, they definitely don't have to go that route. They can stay abstinence and everything. But there are those of us, and especially those of us who come from already experiencing these things, we have a harder struggle. And you can't kill yourself and the preachers can't kill you Mm. because you already tasted that side. So when Christianity gets boring, when God is silent, when things don't look like they're moving in your Whoa. behalf, when your faith is weak, what are you going to turn to? Whoa. That what you've known, which helped you get through in the past. Whoa. And grace is there for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So my struggle beginning, and this is why I keep it, we'll say for, for lack like of a better term, I keep it real with all of my younger brothers in this walk when it comes to fornication, weed, alcohol, anything, because when I was going through, I came home, I'm I, out of jail now, I, man, the Lord delivered me y'all from doing 120 years in prison, right? <laughs> right? So that's, that was my offer. My, my, uh-huh. And then my deal was 60, right? Okay. Okay. Then then they was like, if you don't take the 60 today, you go to trial. It's 120 years. Oh, wow. They don't tell you life in Connecticut. They give you numbers, yeah, right? It yeah, yeah, m- yeah, makes yeah, it worse. Yeah. So, um, and I went to trial. Got found not guilty. The Lord moved everything. Like, wow. the Lord moved. The lady, actually, when they read my verdict, she said, in the name of Jesus, God bless this court and this young man. Holy crap. On the, on the stand, the lady, the, one of the jury, right? One of the only, Whoa, the, that... if not the only black man to ever walk out of a New London County prison uh, courtroom being Whoa. found not guilty at that highest, only to this day. No, a, only one. And a
0: judge said that.
1: The, no, the, the oh, jury. Okay. on the jury the people, jury. right there in front of everybody. It oh. wasn't, I didn't know her. Actually, she was my my public defender. What a public defender, not a paid lawyer. Mm. That was Jesus. Wow. And my public defender did not like her because she looked mean the whole time. Whew. She looked mean the whole time. Everybody else was white. Mm-hmm. She was the only Hispanic lady, and she looked mean. Like, she did not like me the whole time. Wow. And that's what she said. Me and her never met, never seen her again, nothing. You know how
0: powerful that is? Because <laughs> literally-
1: in in heaven,
0: I, I talk about this often. There's there's like courtrooms of heaven. Yes. Oh, that's good. Sh- yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah. I oh, felt yeah, that. Yeah, you see oh, where I'm goes. going. And, and it's crazy because his life was literally on the line, and it took a heavenly
1: jurisdiction. Mm. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> to, to set on. his
0: verdict. So, so how old were you when you were in that when you were in that room?
1: I was in. Uh, I was I was uh, twenty twenty years old. You know what I mean. Yeah, I was 20. Wow! (laughs) All this started at like 19. You know what I mean? And so I was 20. So I get out. I promise God I ain't going to do nothing. Right? Mm -hmm. Anybody would promise God that. (laughs) Even if you are not a believer. You're going to (laughs) promise, man, I'm standing. Hold up. It gets crazier. I go outside the courtroom. My family does not come because they are, I know they're scared. I'm going to get that time. They don't want to watch me go down and get that time. I'm standing out there because I gotta wait for a ride. mind you, this is two years I've been in jail fighting this thing. I ain't been outside in two wow. years <laughs> so it might have been a little longer than that right oh, wow um I'm out yeah, it was a little longer than that almost three so and the first person that comes around the corner hmm. was the joker that shot me who oh. let me add this wait, I'm gonna get to the manhood let me add this who ended up. And the police did this purposely, being locked up two cells away from me. He shouldn't even been in high bond, because he was in high bond, high crime. That's murder and above, yeah. you know, rape, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, mostly sentenced people, right? Yeah. Um, that's where I was. They just opened up that wing in Corrigan, right? Mm-hmm. And so they put him next to me. Then he walks around the corner, because he's free. I ain't snitch or say nothing. Mm-hmm. He, You know what I mean? He's free. He walks around the corner and was like, oh, you just beat trial. Stay safe, Right. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. So I wait for a ride. Uh, Risha Gonzalez, shout out to Risha. She rides by. She's like Devin, like stops, Arr! like wow. you need a ride, nah, because I was waiting on my brother, yeah. right? So again, so now we here. I'm, I got out, never, never, never. That lasted all about six months, and I started getting draws, homie, wow. left and right. I mean, because <laughs> you Damn. can imagine my, you know, my testimony. But look what I look like in the streets, yeah. like yeah. a block. This yeah. dude just got shot up, all Ooh. this stuff, and then and then he's home. So I'm out there. Yeah. You know, I was I was ducking and dodging panties (laughs) right for a minute and then I gave in, man. Mm. And it was a rough battle. It was rough because I was very sexual. Mm -hmm. I was very sex was a big thing. Women was a big thing for me. Young, Mm -hmm, young, mm -hmm. dude. I started off, you know, young with sex, man, through trauma. Through trauma, right? I started uh, through trauma. Let's make Ooh. that clear. I didn't do that purposely. Mm. That was trauma that mm. made me sexual, right? Okay? Mm. Trauma. It became, I became sexual and young. I mean, super young. I mean, 6th, 7th grade, bro. Yeah. Knocking them down. I mean, a wow. lot of women. I mean, and, and, and girls my age and women, right? Mm. So And women, women, right? <laughs> that that, that might have got some time for rocking with me. And so I'm knocking them down. It's uncontrollable. The, the sexual, uh, I mean, it's uncontrollable. And I'm repenting. So it's like I'm having sex, I'm repenting. I'm having sex, I'm repenting. I'm having sex, I'm repenting, right? And I mean, I'm I would go be with a chick, I would be so uncomfortable, but I'd be with a chick, and the next day, you know, I'm repenting. So I spend all day reading, repenting, fasting, reading, repenting, battling with porn, all that stuff. Mm. I go to church, I want to talk to some ministers to, um, to get some help with this thing. Yeah. I, at that time, pastor my pastor was a female pastor. I couldn't talk to her. you know, I just didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm, like what I'm mm-hmm. going to tell. you know, mm-hmm. but I was in dire need. I actually did end up talking to her. Mm-hmm. but I couldn't talk to the men of God, because when I went to the men of God, they had nothing for me. They, they did mean like they do you,, uh, and they just looked down on me. And, mm. and uh, keep in prayer, but you know, all the religious sayings. Yeah. I, I, I can even go through oh, yeah. it, like oh, all the yeah. religious sayings, oh, which yeah. what did it do? It led me into depression because mm. I felt bad. I felt like I was dishonoring God. Mm. He just did all this miraculous stuff for me, and I'm having sex. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I'm having sex, and I'm just like, I, I can't do this no more. So here's the part of the testimony. I had repented, and I kept going and kept going. And God was doing great things, man. He was doing great things still in my life. Let mm-hmm. me add that. Still in my life, God was opening up doors while I felt like I was less than worthy then because wow. I was still sleeping around. And um, I'm having sex with this young lady. Me and her was intimate. Before, while I was going through all of this, she was my ride or die. She was with me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. She was she was my base. And um, I mean, you know, we, we was in the act, in, in the middle of the act. In the middle. You know, climax and everything. Mm. I slid off the bed, slid on my knees, mind you, like slid mm. and started repenting. No clothes on, just repenting. Oh, like, I couldn't do it no more. I, I had lost, it, it, it wasn't fun. Yeah. It was now, I was just, this was all a, a release. Mm. Right, and it was a release because I didn't have the weed no more. I didn't have to drink no more. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So all I had was this. I would, I, and I was. It's funny how you start limiting stuff. Mm. <laughs> you in the struggle when you're in the flesh of the struggle. See, I don't tell you this. This is why Malachi and me build like this. But we start, we start tapering and customizing our battle. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> right, we customize you our customize battle. It. So. I didn't have to smoke and a drink, my my people were smoking and drinking and, and I was around them because a lot of my boys held me down, let me tell you that, mm, let me tell you mm-hmm, that. My mm-hmm. boys, Miz, uh, a couple Dre, Kai, these cats held me down. Mm, Kai mm-hmm. and Dre is the reason why I didn't end up shot, you mm. understand, because I still had cats trying to wet me up wow. while I was out. Um, and them brothers held me down, coming wow. to my porch like you know, with the sticks out, like homie, wow. we got you. And I never forget to Dre. Rest is so I love him, man. I don't want to cry, but I told him, I said, Yo, I'm good. I'm serving the Lord. He got me. He said, nigga, yeah. <laughs> you serving the Lord? These niggas been to kill you. You better hope the Lord. <laughs> and I, hey, and he had me. He handed. Mm. He was trying to hand me the the, the dime, wow. but I didn't take it. You know wow. what I mean? And sure enough, that day I, I'm jumping, y'all. That day. Those cats, just how Dre and Kai came and told me came, and
0: wow. they came to
1: wet me up, and instead they just turned around, you know, and they was in their van, AKs out and everything, wow. right over there on Tarman Street. Wow. I was walking, I was broke, I was walking, walking to the Y to work out, right? <laughs> Still keeping my jail regimen. Walking to the Y to work out, the van slid mm. back, they pulled the hammers out, big joints, and I told God this. I said, you didn't deliver me to die. I can't swim, I'm not jumping, up, jumping in that river. And I had tears rolling down my face. And I already been shot, and I'm not scared. Oh. And if you don't save me, you're not who you say you are. Oh. And them cats sped off. Shout oh. out to Dre and Kai. People don't know my my bond with them. Wow, it's, that's brotherhood, homie. Like. And they was really like, ain't nobody touching you. Like, Whoa. you know what I mean? You sound stupid with the Lord stuff, but, you know. And they <laughs> no, street cats. No, no, for real, for real. You, you know, for they real? told me straight up, like, dude, you put in too much work to be talking about the Lord. You yeah. better take this hammer, so you get your <laughs> head blown off out here. But he saved me. So you know, now I'm in this thing. I slide. I'm fast forwarding back to my sexual yep, s- yep. stuff, and so I slide <laughs> out. I start repenting, poor woman. I know she she didn't know if she had the bomb <laughs> or, or, or what it was, yeah. but it wasn't that, baby. It was it was it was it was conviction, wow. and I couldn't do it no more. I I extended extended myself, and I and like I was saying, we customize our struggles. Struggle. So I wow. stopped, and so it was like almost God. In turn, I won't take the smoke, I won't take the drink, but I got I got this. Customized. I need something. Wow. To help this flesh, he's talking to me right now, guys. Yeah. Y'all don't even know he's talking, talking to me talking right to now. I'm talking to everybody, right? Because we, because, because for for listen, Malachi. Here's the thing that the church needs to tell the truth about. You can sit up there and talk about weed smoking, all this stuff, which that's another debate that that I'm, the church may lose me on, but we'll get there one day. <laughs> oh, we gonna there. We We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there one day. Um, uh, you know, drinking and all of that. But people leave Sunday morning and go commit gluttony, which the Bible uh, clearly talks about. Uh, I never seen nothing about smoking the word yet, but mm. some people can show me some stuff, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm sure.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: But gluttony is clearly in there. Oh, yeah. So we have a church full of folks, especially the African-American church that's overweight, mm. that's dying. Mm. The results, the consequences of their sin, because they're dying of high blood pressure and obesity oh, and heart attack and everything else. Whoa. But you're bashing us <laughs> for having sex. Ooh. but drinking so this is why you never catch me in the pulpit getting like that and if I deal with sin I deal with it in a broader range Bro, yeah, right because yeah. the the range is so broad oh, yeah. and the conviction can come because there's stuff that I didn't think was sin or the top categories of sin yep, that God yep. convicted me of yeah. your, my attitude my thought life mm. that nobody sees nobody they can Ooh. smell you when you're smoking but they can't smell your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> you understand they can smell you when you're drinking or they can see you sleeping, but they can't see it in your thoughts they can smell you coming right <laughs> But your thought life, and Jesus said, even the thoughts. If a man look at a woman with lust, he has already committed adultery. adultery. Whoa, right? So where we stand, and so my my revelation of to, to y'all about all of this, all of it comes out of that struggle. Which I was lonely. I was so broken wow. because I couldn't get no help, and I was going to ministers saying, "Help me." Going to men of God saying, "Yo, I'm having sex. I'm knocking them. Look, mm. I can't control this thing." Mm. Fast forward the Lord delivers me that that day helped me it did not deliver me but yeah. it helped me significantly oh, yeah. because i it just i and it was all everything that i was doing was no longer fulfilling The sex Mm. used to be fulfilling, seeing the chick, all that, bagging the chick. It was all fulfilling. Now it's no longer fulfilling. Mm. And so, um, you know, and I I had to explain to to her what had happened to me (laughs) because it was the conviction. But mid-stroke, mid-orgasm, everything, I get convicted. Boom, slide out, slide right on my knees, butt naked, and I'm, I'm on my face, bro. I'm prostrate. Wow. I'm not on, just on my knees. I'm prostrate, crying out to the Lord. I can't take no more. Because it wasn't her, and it wasn't sex. It was the trauma. Ooh. So I was sex was just the act of what I was looking for. What I was looking for is what I was used to. Ooh. Because church started not to fulfill me, I, and especially when they pushed me away because I was yeah. talking about fornication. Yeah. And they did. Hold on. Let me let me stop, y'all, and give this man a word. They did to me what they did to you because when they're threatened by your anointing, they will not help you out of your struggle or sit and talk to you. Mm. And so just like you was when you was young, you was a threat to those who were before you, mm-hmm. and you still are. <laughs> mm. I was a threat. Yeah. And I hadn't even started preaching yet. <laughs> I was a threat, and I didn't even start preaching yet. Mm. I ain't even stepped in and start doing sermons, and I was a threat, just like yourself. So these ministers now, they're not helping, they're not saying nothing. I have to step and talk to some women of God Mm. who bless me, but that didn't feel good. The men of God Mm -hmm. should have been like... And I'm sure there was probably men out there, but yeah. not in my circle, not yeah. who I could reach. Yeah. And uh, and the women of God, and they just prayed for me. They couldn't really enter into where I was, mm-hmm. like a man can. Mm-hmm. But listen, these things that you're struggling, you're struggling. You always have to think. Every struggle I have with manhood, um, fatherhood, and every other hood staying out the hood, mm. it all deals with where I'm at in that particular part of my point of my life. Mm-hmm. But never did I know. And here's where where people get it twisted. I never knew that while I was going through it, and yes, I was having great times, great, having great sex and mm. everything, I never knew that God was going to bless you and mm. bless other men through that testimony. Yeah, I never knew that God had a plan for that struggle. I wish somebody would have told me, God got a plan for your struggle and left me alone. Got a plan for your struggle. Right? Now, the only challenge is, are you man enough to tell everybody? That you was in church, that you was sold out for Christ, that Christ delivered you from doing uh, years and years in life, in prison, all this other stuff, yeah. and and still you 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 gave made God a promise that you couldn't keep. Thank mm. God, He knew I wasn't going to keep that. Mm. You know, women are beautiful. These things do feel good to you, okay? oh, yeah. uh, contrary to popular belief. Oh yeah, right. And sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes. It doesn't even take. And and, and money people not going to like what I'm about to say, but sometimes it doesn't take. Deliverance as far as the gospel goes mm-hmm. to get you out of some stuff, it takes natural maturity mm. because you until you mature, you don't have to really in, in different areas you don't see yourself needing that thing as a vice mm. right so, so there are some people who can mature out of sex quick mm-hmm. but they can't mature out of alcohol because mm. whatever it's linked to in their life Ooh. especially if it's in their gener- if it's in their gene or their bloodline Ooh. right There's some people that can shake weed. But they can't, you know, or shake coke or whatever it is, Ooh. right? So for me, it was sex. Ooh. It was chicks. It was it was the pornography. It was everything. Of anybody who know me, know my past, get hear this podcast gonna be because they know how <laughs> I was with the chicks, right? Wow. Loved it, and I love chicks. they held me down. Mm. They held me down. Not outside of sex, mm. they held me down. Y'all do. My crew of chicks. <laughs> yes, y'all do. Right. <laughs> Held me down and I could yeah. go. White women that held me down, <laughs> black women that held me down, wow. Spanish women, I mean, held me down. And I mean even in jail, wow. it was the chicks that held me down. Mm. Um, so shout out to all of them that rode with me, you know who you are. Mm. So, you know, but you, we have to get into a place where we, we mature and then you get tired of stuff. So sometimes the Lord will let will let you go through mm-hmm. till you exhaust yourself. And then sometimes I have been delivered. I got delivered from cussing very e- quick, easy um, mm-hmm. and quick, which to me, cussing was natural, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. My, my grandmother cussed you out oh, and cry and pray. Yeah. right? <laughs> She'd cry and by the time she's done cussing you out, I ain't cussed, you good. I done seen her cuss <laughs> down police back down, cops in front of the house and everything, this oh, little four man. foot something woman. Cuss you out and cry and pray and then, and then read the word and speak the word <laughs> over her life, right? <laughs> um, but So cussing, I got delivered quick. Alcohol, I got delivered quick. Wow. And then some things I struggled with. I even had struggled with off and on in that time drinking, because drinking mm-hmm. is part of the scene. Yeah, so you're yeah, sitting yeah. with a chick, you know, yeah, you're just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. you just saying, unless you were a prostitute, you ain't going in and just having sex yeah, and smashing. Yeah. You having a drink or God. two. So, but all this time, I'm like, I know I can't do this. I know I can't do this. So it's the old man and the new man is in the war. Huh. And if, I, if you ask me, pastor, where you at right now, the old man and the new man? Still at war, bro. We still at war. <laughs> we still at war. Man.
0: So so here, here's what look I so in, in hoodie talk, I always try to give everybody some practical things that mm-hmm. they could take take today as they're listening and that they can do. So so give us a couple of practical things that you've done in the years of your battles to, to deliver yourself. But I, I always say this, once you deliver yourself, you deliver others as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So give us some practical tools that, that you did in order to, to really get through your battles. I have to remind myself, here's Mm. the first and maybe the most important one, that God loves me. Mm. And no matter how the church judges me, Mm -hmm. how the people judge me, I'm getting emotional now because a lot of people can't get this. He loves me. He Mm. loves me no matter how filthy I am. Mm. Right? This is why the prodigal son situation, Mm -hmm. he comes out of that hog pen. A lot of people, we preach it so much, especially in church, and we hear it so much, Mm -hmm. we don't think about the hog pen the most filthiest, stinkiest place that a human can end up with mm. a hog?
0: Mm.
1: You don't get no lower than that. Yeah, He ends up in a hog pen. But when his daddy sees him still smelling like hog, d- dog, dung, mm. hog food, smelling like a hog, he ends up, comes out of the pig pen and his father gives him his ring and his robe back. <laughs> he doesn't make him go through a 10 step or 12 step. He doesn't make him confess before the church. Huh. He gives him his ring and his robe back, right? Mm. And this is the stuff. Even when Jesus talks about forgiving and us forgiving others. If Jesus tells you to forgive your brother 70 times 7 times, mm. you do, how much more he going to top that for you by him? Oh yeah, yeah. Right? If yeah. I got to forgive you and you got to forgive me yeah. 100 more than 140 times, yeah. how much more him who instituted the forgiveness? Oh. So I have to remind myself and 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 it takes me a while. This has been a hard thing for me because I've struggled with how Love is because my dad wasn't always around, yeah my dad dipped in my my father, father not my grandfather and all them, and they just provided you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah, they could yeah, only yeah, do yeah, so yeah. much, yeah. but my dad wasn't really there I mean so so to say the father's love to me was like, I don't know, my mm-hmm. father I didn't feel like my father loved me. When he died, he I knew he loved me, okay, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I didn't yeah. feel like my father loved me. Yeah. So I had to go through a whole process, and I'm still going through. Uh-huh. I am still, get it clear, I am still going through the process of understanding just how much the father loves oh. me. He loves me. Ooh. So no matter, now y'all are rightfully so judge me, rightfully so count me out. All of that comes with the territory, comes mm-hmm. with life. Um, but the father's going to love me regardless of where I end up. He's mm. going to love me. Now, the question is, is that I always remind myself, what am I forfeiting? <laughs> because most of the stuff, man, like I'll be honest with you, if I could tell you, and I am going to tell you, man to man, it narrows down to most of the stuff that we do struggle with, they're all distractions. Yeah. You understand? They distract yeah. you from purpose, Yeah. right? Um, it's, it's really rare that somebody will say, well, you know, I went through this and it helped me. It yeah. propelled me. Sex didn't push me anywhere mm. but on my face, and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or to discover my conviction and how wrong it was. I mean, look, I was fornicating, but I was doing those women wrong, right? So it was a bigger story than just wow. getting a nut. Wow. I was doing those sisters wrong. I didn't care for them. I didn't have nothing in my heart for them. And that's really where the conviction came in i'm on top of this woman stroking i don't love her see no i don't love her Ain't no love there that was what god was convicting me not to act sex he created it huh. it's great he created it right we create humans by sex what mm. greater force do you have why you think porn and all that stuff is so big the very thing that creates humans sex sells sex sells because it's power it's life but i'm on top of that woman stroking I don't love her. I don't care. I don't love nothing about her. Like, I do, you know, I like her. She's sexy or she turned me on, but I don't love her and I don't have a future with her. And that's the conviction. I'm knocking them down left and right, having sex, but I don't love none of y'all. And Mm. that's what convicted me because now I have the love of God in my heart. And how can I be trying to fulfill you and gratify you? And I don't love you. And, and that man started to die because there ain't no love there. It meant more to me. When, when I was running around free, mm. having no love was part of the picture. part of the game. Yeah. It came with the territory. That's true. But I'm not living there no more. That's true. So now I'm not in that territory who I connect with. I got to love them. Mm. And I don't love her. And she could do better. She can get somebody that's going to be on top of her mm. with passion, who care about her health, her bills, her kids. She got kids. I don't care about none of that. Mm. Never did. She accepted me for that again and wow, again. They do, yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause everybody's out to heal their own trauma in broken areas. Mm. We all want to be distracted. So even mm. having a bad man will distract me from the from Ooh. the pain of having a good of having a bad one before that. It'll Ooh. distract me from the pain. So even if it's just having somebody to come home to, yeah. or knowing, even though I gotta chase this joke around and fight other women and troll them and all of that, mm. it's a distraction. Whoa. And so we can't let our distractions fulfill us. So the first thing is the love of God. The second thing is reminding myself that he's not done with me yet. <laughs> as a pastor, as no pastor, as just a father, he's not done with me yet. Whoa. He won't be done with me till I die. <laughs> and he's whoa. still not done because he's going to bring me he's home. Going, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's not done. As long as I'm living in his flesh, mm. his grace and his power have to be there have to. So, the uh, building myself and how I do that is I, I read on, and I have to do this over and over again because I have struggles over and over again. Mm-hmm. I, my battles didn't end with fornication. I had to then battle violence. I mm. had to battle anger. I had to battle yeah. depression. Yeah. Come on, I can keep going on. And, and everything else that every other person battled, I battled it. It's just harder for us because we're in the pulpit. Mm. And so, this is why you open up saying cats in the pulpit ain't saying this stuff. Why? Because we got to keep a something in our head, religiously, we got to keep an image so y'all keep coming. Huh. Give me five Malachis and four <laughs> sisters that's real, and we can change the world. I don't need 150 folks who don't want to be real, Ooh. I need 10. Who know Mm. how to press in and say, we all filthy, but I'm still a prophet. I'm still an apostle. I'm still Mm. called by grace. Mm. Just like everybody in that word was. Yeah, Right? Because when we look at the word, none of those people, except for Jesus, (laughs) was right. None of them. They were all a mess. So when we look at ourselves, we're all a mess. Mm. I don't have time to be digging through your mess. I got to take goodness. out my own garbage. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't need to sit because they say, you know, even the police will tell you that you can find a lot by a person's garbage. I don't have time to be digging Ooh. in your mess. I'm taking out my own garbage. I'm cleaning my own house. I don't have time for it. Right? So I I focus on my own mess and my focus on my own stuff. But I have to remind myself. So anyhow, I was saying this. That I remind myself by reading on the love of God, worship. Um, mm. you know, even that time when you came to the shop and blessed me and I called and asked you for help, which real recognize, real I don't have yeah. I don't have a problem with that. My 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 position in the church or my label in the church does not neglect me from talking to a man who may be 10 or 15 years younger than me. I don't care how old he is. If that boy got revelation or that <laughs> sister got revelation, guess what? I'm calling them. That's a fact. And especially God put you on my heart, so I'm definitely going to obey you mm. at a word for me. Mm. But there was another pastor, uh, John Monahan. He would come around to the mm-hmm, shop and mm-hmm. talk to me at that same time you was. And um, he told me, he said, through this, now mind you, y'all, what Malachi's talking about, when Malachi, this is good, I'm trying not to get emotional again, but Man. when Malachi came around and God was using him for my life, this is, and this is just three years ago, Yeah, I had lost everything, y'all. I had built a, a good empire selling cars like I was selling crap. Mm. You hear me? And I had lost everything. And when they was coming around, we were like, we were, <laughs> we were being evicted, Right? Wow. The pastor, y'all. I was being evicted. <laughs> My business wasn't bringing in a dime. Mm. Right? I used to just go there and pray. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> That's all I was doing because I wasn't making no money. Yeah. I had stepped down. So the, the church was, in in a way, the church ostracized me, mm. which really damaged me. It really damaged me. I'm still healing from that today ostracism it's mm. a, it's is a bad thing that the church does in america mm. but that, and it has a tribal thing because in tribes the last the worst thing you could do to a person to pen, to uh penalize them mm-hmm. is ostracize them for the rest of the tribe wow so the believers ostracized me because there was all these rumors about me mm. um and it was no love there was a few that came through and and hugged on me you mm. um who who didn't have his own church per se oh, yeah. he just has a ministry but mm-hmm. didn't have his own church and and some others there was some Others, but mm-hmm. for the most part the majority of the church ostracized me um I was losing everything my wife had just had about what what people don't know this but had about what what they said was cancer mm-hmm. god wow. healed her from it but through her being sick and taking care of her and the money not being there we lost everything evicted wow. end up living in a hotel right <laughs> the pastor right <laughs> the pastor end up suicidal Mm. um janae williams rest her soul i had a pistol my pistol which i should have never been keeping but because of my life i always kept me a little hammer Mm -hmm. around i had my pistol and i was sitting there and i was looking at the light in the hotel and i thinking to myself maybe i should just end it right now janae Uh. williams rest her soul calls me on the phone i didn't have her new number locked in because i would have never picked it up and she starts speaking to me could barely breathe from the lupus, could barely breathe. Oh. And I'll never forget, I, right now, I just feel her voice ripping through my body. And I put the pistol down. <laughs> Later, I turned it in, but I put it down. She don't even know I'm sitting there, and she's rever- talking about revelation and times and dates and prophecies and words I gave her, and I put the joint down. I'm in the suburban, in an old suburban my man blessed me with. After I bought it from him from the auction, he <laughs> blessed me with it, because I didn't have nothing. Wow. And, and I, put this, I put the hammer up under the seat and just started ministering to her. Later got rid of it, so she saved my life, but I'm looking at that light. My whole family's in there. All the stuff we had, everything I built, everything's in storage. I don't have wow. nothing. Nothing. I don't even know where we going. Whoa. Mind you, I done laid folks. You know, God done used me for folks in life. Mm. I done been to Africa. I done been Peru, the jungles. A church is planted over there and everything. And I'm sitting homeless. <laughs> Feeling less than a father, less than mm. a husband. Crying. Broken. God forsaken me. And I'm living in a hotel where I just stepped down where we was having church at. I'm at the comfort in, bro.
0: Ooh.
1: Right? <laughs> no where <way> to go? <laughs> and I don't know what to do. Right, wow. so then the temptations come because I'm so mm. broken. The smoking, mm-hmm. the drinking, I want to do everything because now the church don't care. You understand? Oh, I yeah. ain't no pastor. I might, you know, and they don't ostracize oh, me. Yeah. I might as well get back out here. You hear that. me? I they ostracize. Listen, church folks, <laughs> if you want to push your brother and sister deeper and closer to the enemy, ostracize them. Whoa. Ostracize that. And I say that sarcastically, but with, with anger, because this is what we do to people in the body of Christ. And even mm-hmm. in families, because there are a lot of people listening to your podcast, they're not in church or whatever, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. even in families, you ostracize me. Yeah. And then you pull me when you need me. Oh, Mally's not doing right, but I need a word. Uh, I can overlook it. Mm-hmm. I can overlook Mally having a kid. I talked mm-hmm. about him, but I overlook it when I need a word. Uh, How, hey, Mally, can you pray for me? <sighs> right? I won't mention how many times I got. I won't mention <laughs> oh, I how many times it. I got the calls. I know it. Oh, I know it. Wow. Right. So now you just use me for my anointing, Ooh. and then ostracize me when I say I'm I'm gonna do different than you, or Ooh. God called me to step down. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and 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 let me tell you, through all of that, it has been knowing that I can go to God as rusty, dusty, filthy, and everything to go to. Mm-hmm. I can go to Him and he'll love me. I can believe him and he'll love me. And even when my faith has been the weakest, he's gonna love me. Mm. And he has taken me through with all of that. I haven't been always strong in faith. I haven't always been declaring scripture. There are times that I go through and I don't do any of that because I'm so weak and so exhausted from the battle Mm. that I don't do any of that. It's nothing but the grace of God that has kept me, but it's my knowledge. And and, and it's my knowledge of who I am to Mm. others, Mm. right? You really have to sit down sometimes and recognize who you are to others. Say that one more time. You really have to sit down sometimes and recognize who you are to others. You may not be the pastor. Uh You may not be this, but you're somebody's father, you're somebody's Mm. brother, you're somebody's friend, you're somebody's son, daughter, whatever. You are something to somebody. And you don't always see it because you have so much pain and you're so distracted by bills and everything Mm. else, but you are something to somebody. Wow. And what keeps me keeps me outside the love of God, you know, my weak prayer, my weak faith at times, is knowing I mean something to Malachi. I may not talk to him every day, but I mean mm-hmm. something. I wow. mean something to this one. I mean something to that one. As a father, I mean something to my kids. Like, no matter what the church and the world brings me through, go there. these jokers, I'm Superman. I'm Provider. I'm, I'm Abba. I'm huh. Abba Father. Right? Huh. I'm Abba. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the replica of God that they know. Ooh. And, that's the, and and they're going to learn more about God through me than anybody. I can, I can tell them to read every night. I can tell them to pray every night. I can put scriptures all over the crib and, and have the crib looking like a mini church. Oh. If I'm not who I am as a man, and not as a church or as a Christian, and yeah. as a dad, <laughs> because you talk, you bring my sons in here, they're gonna tell you this dude is crazy. We have fun. He be running around the house. Mm. We be having the music on, but he also provides, he also yeah. scolds us, he yeah. also, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. All three of my sons and all my daughters would tell yeah. you, listen, this dude is his yeah. dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He can cut you and laugh at the same time. <laughs> he will prophesy to you. And there's mm. times where my kids have to know, okay, here's the prophet. Ooh. Right? And the prophet leaves the room. Right? Mm. And then, they, they oh, this is dad. This is correction. This is this. And then this is this. They have to know. Even in business. Yeah. The, oh, this is business. We When they yeah. get to the shop and I have them, because I pay my kids. Yeah. Right? I'm teaching them business. Mm-hmm. They know I'm in business. Yeah. When we here, we ain't playing. I will <laughs> eat you up. You are an employee. That's the money. <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to eat you up. Why? Because I'm teaching them. Mm. Be about business. Know how to be in a relationship, but change hats and respect Ooh. the relationship. Wow. Right, because I respect you as a prophet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No matter how your age or whatever, I know about you. I know all your family, your uncles, everything, cousins. Yeah, when you speak, yeah, and God is speaking. Yeah, this is the man of God. I ain't got nothing to say. Huh. Right? Yeah. You just when we was at the Legion. You prophesied oh, to the folks. Yeah. At, I mean, I'm still just getting testimonies off of that. Yo, mind yo, you, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that day.
0: So uh, a little backstory. I had um he had a, we had a, like a um like a three day revival going mm-hmm. on and I had to come and play uh for one night for one of my boys, and the next day they had a prayer service and you know I wasn't really you know I wasn't really you didn't know but back then mm-hmm. I wasn't really on that you know mm-hmm. that was honestly that was my first time touching the mic mm-hmm. in five years wow Jesus. five years a prayer service where there was like maybe six of us in the six. room and yeah. like maybe four kids and dude. When I when I was on he the keyboard, I was on the keyboard. Jesus. Oh, yeah, we about to go there. I was on the keyboard and I wasn't trying to do nothing. You you might not have known. But I was probably hung over that weekend too. Oh, mm, well, I mm, was in it. I mm. was in it then. But I still knew if, if I could touch them, if 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 I could just touch the hem of his garment.
1: There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> if I could, just, there if it I, is. I could just get close
0: enough to it and go grab it, I'm good. I won't yep. take my life. Yep. I won't take somebody else's That's life. Right. I won't go, I won't go knock this one off. Come on now. I won't go hang out with. I just know if I get this close, I won't go that far. hmm So that day we, we did it and, and Dev said, Mal, get up. <laughs> said, I, keyboard stop. The room is dead silent. And another thing, too, church folks, stop using that keyboard mm-hmm. as a way to enter. Stop doing that because you're doing us dirty. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, we as musicians, we need to be. I ain't even gonna do it to him. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I was there, and and Dev handed me the mic, and dude, we took off. And I have I have never reached that level in so long. But if but little do you guys know that kept me mm-hmm. that. Jesus. Kept me because Jesus. I was getting ready to go take four lefts uh-huh. and never get right again. Jesus. I was ready to go. And, and man, and I remember there was a young lady there and um, I was a little skeptical at first. Every every word I was giving, yeah. I was skeptical because I didn't know right. whether, you know, like I didn't know if that was me. I didn't know if it was God because it's been so long. And I just showed you how good God is because yeah. you, you could be gone for so long, but he'll meet you right where you left off. That's right. So, so there was a young lady there and I just seen suicide on her, man. Mm-hmm. I seen it. And I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know the situation. But the minute I called it out, the whole room, I, I guess a lot, I guess everybody in the room knew. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and one of my, it's one of my boys' daughter. I ain't going to mm-hmm. mention his name, but it's one of my boys' daughter. And I've known that man since he came to Connecticut and started playing at your church. Mm-hmm. I, I've known him that long. Yeah. And yeah. I never knew yeah. that this was a yeah. battle yeah. on her life. And when I tell you that little girl changed my she dang there changed my whole prophetic life yeah. i've
1: realized i'm needed yeah that's right that's right and you had it head on and let me tell y'all too he that wasn't the only one not only did was he head on with suicide but he laid hands on one of my daughters mm. and had her spitting oh. up demons throwing up mm. she threw she threw up i just with her on the way here she mm. threw up right yeah she threw up he laid hands and rebuked some stuff off of her life and she literally threw up that spirit right there so that goes to show what we've been talking about. Yeah. Look like how God used you. Yeah, See what I'm saying? Yeah. In, in the midst of what you would consider you a low point yeah. of, oh. or your filth, oh, look like yeah. how He used you. Because it shows that the power of God is greater than our flesh. Shh. And His love is greater than our sin. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Whoa. But what I'm supposed to do, try to figure out where you at and then tell you, be inactive. So then, <laughs> the, watch this. Here's how it usually works. I tell you, you're inactive because mm-hmm. you got mess going on, whether I know or not, mm. or you just don't look yourself. You're inactive. Sit down, <laughs> right? But then the little girl commits suicide. Oh. So that means, this, is this Jesus? Suicide prospers mm. because the sin that Christ was crucified for, we set somebody down for it and told them they had no, and they, had, they were unable to activate their anointing huh. because, of the, because of the things that Christ was crucified for, they're, they're fighting uh huh. But we have somebody who needs the word from somebody who's battling. Oh, which actually you was probably at your strongest point because you was at your weakest.
0: Haha. <laughs> oh yeah. My yeah. greatest
1: messages and times have been at those weakest lowest points. points in life. Weakest. At my weakest, lowest, inefficient, ineffective. In my eyes, been the strongest times God has moved. Whoa. All the time. So you move. You get freedom because you moved all that joint. You prophesied to me, my wife, the, the suicide, the demon that, that that my daughter spit up. You, you did all of that. All God that. used you. Mm. He did not use me. Mm. That, that, this is the mystery. This is the things that we need to talk about. Why didn't he use me? Mm. Why, what was he trying to do by using you to enter in what I couldn't enter in? And I fasted and prayed for the three days. <laughs> and Whoa. you come from the hangover. <laughs> right? Whoa. Yeah. But watch how no, no, let's go, let's go there, Malachi. Mm. You come from a hangover and cancel out death, Ooh. a demon. That was a Ooh. demon spirit in that child. Mm-hmm. A canceled out demon spirit of suicide, and then the demon spirit of the thing you was battling with, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell her story because mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. have her on the podcast. Oh yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff that you don't even know she was into. Mm. She spits up that demonic force. She throws. She literally throws it up, mm. tangible puke. From somebody, right? Because there's a difference than habitually going and saying, I don't care no more, than being in a struggle. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is, in the midst of your struggle, you were never detached from your purpose because huh. you were there. Ooh. You were there. And this is why I do agree with the old school folks when they said, if you just come, he'll clean you up. Mm. I used to hate when they said, but it's true. <laughs> wow. If you come rusty and twisted up, He'll get you. Mm. But we have to stop putting everybody in these boxes, religious boxes, and all these ideals. Wow. Because, bro, that day meant a lot to me, and yeah. all those people were there. And you did your thing like you never missed a beat. And nobody wow. could ever see. I didn't know all that stuff was going on with you till today. You told me a little bits and pieces, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know that day what was happening. But look how God used you. So what are we really doing, man? <sighs> Outside of being religious and saying things like, we got to keep things in order. mm right? No, well, let's release people mm. to be free and you in Christ, those who are there, everybody else that's being groomed and matured in their walk, when they get to that place, then, you know, but let's release people to be free in Christ mm. and let's be free so that people can come talk to us and share so wow. that we don't have believers like we do committing suicide. Wow. This thing, that thing. God gave you authority over suicide, bro. And that young girl had been through counseling. She mm. had been through, you, man, all types of stuff. She ain't even from the area. All yeah. types of oh, yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah. yeah. And she had been through all of these homes and all of this stuff wow. and here you come and she she was like 14, 15. And here you come and you cancel that thing out. She had been cutting. She yeah. had been... Oh, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She yeah, had the I scars to prove it. And you didn't even know it.
0: She had a, she had a hoodie, she had a hoodie yeah. on that day. Yeah. yeah. The scars to prove it, man. Man, so here's what we're going to do right now. Because we've we been in this moment. We just have. We just <laughs> didn't hit it. I'm, listen, guys. I, I'm going to let Pastor Dev give you guys a word. For that young father, mm-hmm. for that young mother, for whoever may be listening right now. You you might be in a struggle Right now, I say it on every episode. No matter where you're at, right now, close your eyes and just receive what this man's about to tell you. I'm gonna have him pray for you at the end of his at the end of his little detail. And man, be free. That's what hoodie talk is all about. That's right. Be free, guys. You know, we talked, we, talk, we talk about his battles, we talked about my battles. Now it's time for us to free you from your battle. Pastor yes. Dev,
1: go right ahead. Well, I wanna say to you, listen, I want you to to, and this is something I said to myself yesterday is in the yard in prayer. Prioritize where you're at with life, with -hmm. life in general. Try to prioritize, really sit down and say, where am I at? Joe, Tyrone, whoever's watching, sister, brother. Prioritize where you are. Where do you look at life? Just look at life first. Before we even get to God, look at life. Where are you? Are you really happy? Mm -hmm. Are you really peaceful? Or do you need all these external things? To help you, right? Mm. Now, I personally am, am just coming out of a tough battle with uh, PTSD, depression, anxiety as, as a pastor right now, right now, mm. today. My wife was here. Uh, my kids, um, they they'd tell you that because I, I've explained to them where I was at. And I'm talking about counseling and everything. Mm -hmm. Not ashamed. We can go there next episode. We can go because that's something that we need to talk about. But really what I had to sit down and start doing is saying, where am I at? What do I want? Who Mm -hmm. do I see myself as? Do I really love myself? Mm -hmm. And and, and the next thing I want to say to you, have you given up on yourself? Have you given up on yourself? Everybody has dreams and goals and visions and whether they be spiritual or spiritually in- influenced or not, you do have dreams, goals and visions. But have you given up for yourself? Have you settled for that bad relationship? That abusive, mm. mentally abusive or emotionally abusive relationship? Have you settled for that uh that boring job that you're on. Where where have you settled? Have you settled? Have you settled for that church where you're not even active? Where huh. where have you settled? Have you settled, you know, have you just settled that to be high or to be drunk or, you know, to to, to distract yourself with these ways of of coping, these coping mechanisms? And they are. Some of them really help, but they're distractions because they leave you in ways that when you have to bounce back or oh, you need more and more to, to be able to cope. So where are you at? Where's your, have you given up on yourself? Have mm. you given up on your dreams? Now, to go to God, have you given up on the ability after hearing all that we have talked about today? And we ain't even touched the surface, me and him. Uh-huh. But have you really given up on the power of God? After hearing all of this, can you really say that he won't touch you, that he mm. won't use you, that he don't love you? I don't care if you're atheist. I don't care if you're Muslim. Really, I don't. I got Muslim buddies. I don't care if you're Muslim or whatever. Have you given up on God huh. and his power? Have you even experienced it yet? Huh. Right? Because he loves you. we just telling you pieces of what we've dealing with and, and talked about. But it's so much deeper for me and him and others listening, right? Your story is no different than mine. You can listen to mine and say, you know, my oh, that's deep. And you may have not have the jail experience and the shooting, but your your trauma is bad also. Hmm so don't don't uh you know neglect yourself, nor neglect your pain. your trauma is bad also, and it 's real but i 'm telling you right now if you get away from the um All the religious external thoughts, because some of you guys who don't even, not even part of church, think you got to be good to go to God and all of this and sin free to go to God. That's a lie from the pits of hell. There's no greater lie that the devil has put on the earth that you got to be good. I feel like God is, and in my experience, 20 years of walking with the Lord um, so far is I feel like God loves us filthy. He he loves to have us filthy. That's when he does his best work. Mm -hmm. That's why they call him a potter. Hmm. Right. He loves the clay filthy. (laughs) So, you know, and he loves it mumpy, bumpy and moldy so he can get out. He can deal with your anger, whatever, all of that abusiveness, whatever it is that you struggle with. Um, He can deal with it. So you got to give it to him. And if you've never given him a chance, because Malachi, got a lot of people that love him. And this podcast is not just for believers, but give him a chance to love on you. Wow, Give him a chance to change your life. You hear my story, homelessness as as a, as a Christian, as a believer, as a pastor, homelessness, losing everything. Um, but guess what? When I looked this morning, he gave it all back. Mm. And then some. <laughs> mm. In the midst of my fears, in the midst of me being angry with him, because uh, I've been angry with God. I've been mad at God. Mm-hmm. I've been all of that. That's all part of being a son. Yeah. Right, I'm a son, so my 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 kids are not always gonna be happy with me. They're not always gonna agree with me. Nor mm. do I always agree with God. But I love them as a father, and I talk to them as a father. So I would say those things. If you could listen back at this podcast, listen to the the stuff we talked about, but listen to what I'm saying. Where are you at? Where have you neglected or forgotten or given up on yourself, your dreams? And then where are you at with God? Just try them, try them, try them, <laughs> and try them again. For some of us, a lot of saints listening today have given up. You're just giving up church, the mess, and all that. And I feel you, man. It's messy. But everywhere is messy. It's mess on your job. Mm. The mess in your church is just a reflection of the mess on your job at the end of the day. So and you keep going back to work, right? Um there's mess everywhere. So the messiness and all of that, yes, is there. The church isn't perfect. We're imperfect people serving a perfect God who we're all trying to love. And in the midst of that, sometimes we bump heads because we're one big family. We don't always agree. Sometimes mm. we gotta leave each other alone. That's part of life. But you can't you can't allow the people um to stop you from entering into this God who loves you. Mm. And so, if anything I say today, what and all that I've been through, and all that I talked about, and even my recent struggles, the greatest thing that has delivered me is He loves me. <laughs> and no matter what, if the people give up on you, your mother, your father, your family give up on you, the church give up on you, your job, whatever it is, whatever it is you lose or give up on you, God loves you. And if you can connect to that, you'll find the strength to get out of anything. Hmm. Anything. Man, I, I'm gonna have you close this out in prayer. Amen. Father, I just thank you right now. I pray, God, that this this podcast, not just my episode, but this podcast touches lives because you know Malachi's heart. You know his heart for the people. You know his heart for you. You know his heart to bring people together, to not just be uh, some religious guy who just sits and judges everybody. You know his heart. Mm. And so I pray for the podcast, God. I pray that you bring it to the ends of the earth, that it touches lives. Yes. But I pray for the listeners today. Yes, That young lady that's battling suicide, mm. the young man that's caught up with a young woman that's caught up with porn and sex, mm. who, who now is to the point where it's just, it ain't even fun no more, it's exhausting. The person who's addicted to any drug. Uh, pills, whatever it is, whatever it is, the person that's overeating, the person that just don't care no more, may not battle any of these things, but they just don't care no more, the racist person, the person listening today that don't like other races for some reason, there is healing for you. There's love for you. And I pray for you. I pray that you get your strength back. I pray that you trust God as refuge in the midst of all this disaster that the world is going through. I pray that you take God as, as your refuge and, and, and roll yourself up and wrap yourself up in him. And just start talking to him. Talk to him. Talk to the Father. Just talk. While you're driving, talk. Just talk. It may seem crazy for you. Just talk. Just mm-hmm. talk. Tell him. Tell him the stuff. Tell him. Even if you make an oops, tell him. Talk to him. God, I pray that you would strengthen the listeners. Touch their lives. Touch their mind, body, spirit, and soul. Show them, even by listening to this podcast, bring miracles in their life. Mm. Touch those who are dealing with sickness and disease and the fear of death that has spanned across the earth in this two, 2020 to 21 and, and going on this, this fear of death. Healing, I speak healing now to those who are hearing. Amen. I pray God that you touch lives from east, west, north and south. I pray that your angels are around us and keep us safe and I pray that you open the eyes and the ears of somebody listening. Huh. Bring your blessing today, in Jesus' name, Amen. Hey, man, listen, amen. guys,
0: it, it was a pleasure having you today, Pastor yes, Dev. Sir. Listen, this ain't the last time you're gonna hear no, this man's man. voice, man. No, he's man. Gonna, he's gonna be one of them, them oncoming uh, guys on the podcast. Yeah. But you know, Hoodie Talk community, I, you know, I'm really thankful that you, that you guys would, would listen to this conversation and hear this man's testimony. And please play this back. Don't listen to it one time. and Just turn up, play it back, yeah. yo. He dropped a lot of gems. It's just like reading the book. Read it over and over and over again. Because every time you pick it up. You gonna hear something different. Pastor Deb, I appreciate you, appreciate man. Appreciate you too, man. Man, listen, I appreciate his congregation, his wife, his children. God, just God bless you, man. Yeah, man. Hoodie Talk Family, it's your host, Mally J. Love, peace, and happiness. God peace bless out, y'all. y'all. How you Hoodie Talk Family? It's your boy, Mally J. Listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, go ahead and like and subscribe. For me. See you soon. What's good? How talk family? Thank you for listening to this episode with me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Listen, do me a favor before you skedaddle out of here. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Yes, please. Subscribe to our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, comment, do all that great stuff. Listen, I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace out, fam.